0: Heads up, this episode of How Did This Get Played contains major spoilers for The Last of Us Part 1 and The Last of Us Left Behind. However, there are zero spoilers for The Last of Us Part 2. We recorded this prior to its release. Enjoy the show.
1: Hey, Nick, if you had your own video game and you could set it in any world whatsoever, what world would you set it in? Like, for example, I'd want to be like, like a little creature who was uh, as small as like a little rock or a pebble, and you had to explore... Underneath the plants in a mysterious, like, shrunken adventure. Oh, what would, that, you, what would awesome. your game be? Yeah, thank you.
0: That's so cool. I mean, that's so creative. I mean, it's, I don't, I don't know how I follow that. I, cause, you know, I just, you just say like it could be anything and my mind just yeah, goes, Yeah, it could be anything crazy. at all. Uh, I think, well, you know, I really like post apocalyptic settings. So okay, I think, cool. you know, there's a contagion that is uh, affecting America and it's okay. dangerous to go outside. Oh, and the, and the government response is completely out of proportion and is actively making things worse, and people are just getting sick and dying all around us and no one knows what to do. Um that's kind of my that's kind of my pitch.
1: So so you would just set you could set your game anywhere and you would just set it right here in the real world in the present?
0: Why? What's going on?
1: What? Oh, also you'd have a bow. I guess. I guess none of us have bow, so that does sound like a fun game. Good job, Nick Weiger. You're hired.
0: Wait, this is a job interview? We pit infected against hunters and battle the scariest enemy of all, teen angst in The Last of Us, left behind this week on How Did This Get Played. Get Played, the show where we discuss the worst and weirdest video games of all time. I'm Nick Weiger, along with Heather Ann Campbell.
1: Hi, I'm Heather Ann Campbell, along with our producer, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome back, Bucket. (laughs) (laughs) It's in. It's It's in.
0: in. It's canon. Uh, So we have a lot to discuss this week, game-wise, because I think we're going to discuss this game, but also as part of it, we we this DLC, but I think as part of it, we will naturally talk about this franchise, which as of this recording, we are about to get the second entry in, the second mainline entry. But I, I know this is a franchise we all have strong, strong takes on. Uh, but before we get into that, before we descend into gaming hell, and I know this isn't a hellish game, but you know what? It's a hellish world that Joel and Ellie inhabit. And Riley as well. They live in a hellish world, so we'll think of it that way. Before <laughs> we descend into this kind of gaming hell, we shall spend, as we always do, 70 seconds in gaming heaven. Matt, count us off. Great, let's go for it. So, po- new Pokemon Snap. That's the news. Yeah. That's the, that's the breaking gaming news this week. Pokemon Snap, a game I missed on the 64. I think I just generationally, age-wise, I, w- I was like, that game's for kids. But Matt, you were a kid. You played Pokemon Snap.
2: I was a kid. This game came out in 1999, so just, you know, over 20 years ago. And it's back on the Switch. And I'm I'm excited to give it a try. You know, I only got to mess around with it a little bit as, as a young boy, as an 8 or 9-year-old uh, when this was out. But now as a, you know, almost 30-year-old man... Um I I can't wait to play this thing. It's on, you know, it's on rails. So you get to these inv- these different island environments and you're kind of just moving through the thing automatically and you see various different Pokémon and it's just I mean, this is now such a thing. It's like in every game, it's in this game on the PS4. Right. Uh photo mode the game basically where you're just taking pictures of different things as they're happening and it's it's great. I can't wait to give this thing a try.
0: A rail shooter where instead of shooting guns you're shooting photographs. Time's How up. fun is that? Okay. Well, I'm glad <laughs> I got that in.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think, I think you guys did a really good job there. I want to get right into a question that is probably on our listeners' minds because they have seen the title of the episode. Yes, yes. And they know the concept of the show. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I know we've touched on this offline, but I think we should touch, or online, offline? Doesn't matter. I think we should touch on the fact that we are just... Pulling out a great game, uh-huh, and right. we're going to talk about it. And it's not like Death Stranding or Animal Crossing, which were arguably weird. Yeah, this is just good and and great and moving and um, I mean, what what are we what are we doing, boys? What's I, going on? I think, I think it's
0: weird as hell. <laughs> I mean, a guy with a mushroom head, like what? Oh my god! Can you say random?
2: <laughs> There's like
0: spores everywhere. Uh, this is weird, guys. Uh, and I would say to the last
2: of us, um, excuse me, there were quite a few people in this thing. I don't know if they were the Great only point. two people left. There was quite a few people throughout the entire thing. Upwards
0: of 20. Yeah. Weird title, guys.
2: I hope we do live
1: shows at some point. I hope that this, this pandemic ends and we do live shows so that people can see what it's like to explore. What I look like when you guys are doing these fucking things. I hope we don't get to
2: those so I don't experience them not laughing at us. (laughs) Just a dead silent arena (laughs) packed with four people. Someone
0: in the back. Heather was right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's the usher.
0: Look, I, I just I think the for me... I know that the premise of the podcast is what we say up top, but I just always feel like that's subservient to what we want to talk about. And I just feel like this is a fun topic of conversation. That's my argument for it. Yeah. But I mean, I I, also, I think I think I also maybe I, I think maybe some of our listeners, the more pedantic ones, you know, there are there are pedantic people who listen to podcasts. Uh, I don't know, uh, Nick no it's i mean like it's it's i didn't know this at first but if you look into the the if you read like some of the social media replies there's some real fanatic people who who gravitate towards podcasts but i was going to say the maybe those people maybe some subset of our audience doesn't like that we are deviating ever so slightly from our premise from the gimmick from the hook of the show if you will But I think by and large, I think people just are just fine with us talking about a game we want to talk about, especially if it's something notice notable, rather. Um, And this, I think, is notable because it comes just as Last of Us 2 is about to release. And for me, Last of Us 2, like, we don't want to do that spoiler Last of Us 2 episode. First of all, we haven't played it, but also we don't want to release that spoiler Last of Us 2 episode before people have had a chance to dig into it. Right, right. Yeah, that's my I, I, I don't know. I mean, but yeah, we cannot do you just you want to not do the show? We can't. Right, that do was the, the show this we week. The episode. Episode. Thanks for listening. We'll see
2: you next week.
1: look look, I'm I am not complaining about what we're doing.
0: Okay.
1: Uh I just want I want to get ahead of the uh the vitriol online, which mm. is, you know, I, I'm I'm forecasting like people burning their uh how did this get played shirts. Uh, tearing right. up their how-did-this-get-played cassettes mm-hmm. with all of the theme songs, perhaps filling their how-did-this-get-played thermoses with urine, and mm. then drinking that urine and doing the how-did-this-get-played challenge.
2: Uh, yeah, a sort of protest piss guzzle. Yeah, I could yeah. see that happening. Yeah,
0: yeah. That, so the how-did-this-get-played challenge we're establishing that is that's filling the <laughs> the water bottle... That we, the branded water bottle with your own urine and then drinking it?
2: Yeah, that's official. That's the official
0: challenge. And that does, this isn't, doesn't raise money for anything. This is just a thing to do.
2: It's, well, no, but it, it sort of just, I guess, brings awareness to yourself about what your own piss tastes like. Oh, got it. Okay. Well, you know, that has value. Yeah. So just so you, so you know, so you can identify it against, you know, uh, sort of some of the off brands.
0: How come there isn't a, you don't see Joel ever take a piss in Last of Us?
2: That, well, you took my main criticism.
0: (laughs) Ellie, be on the lookout. I gotta drain the lizard. (laughs) God damn it, Ellie. I can't go if you're looking at me.
1: Yes. I mean, with the, some of the uh, AI and... The Last of Us. She'd just like run directly through the stream of <laughs> urine several times yes. while going, "Look out, Joel! Look, look out! <laughs> oh no!" Um, I, 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 I want to get serious for a moment and say that this yeah. game, The Last of Us, is my favorite game of all time, and um. Left Behind was uh, one of the most emotional moments I've ever had in a video game. Yeah, and uh, I am a little nervous to talk about this game. Wow. Uh, both because I I think I tend towards hyperbole, and also because um, it it was just it was a really I don't know it, it to to play to play an incredible game, um, and it just a straightforward incredible game, and then. When you play the expansion pack and find out and confirm that uh, that Ellie is gay, I started crying. I started yeah. sobbing so hard. Um, yeah, as a as a gay and formerly fairly closeted woman, um, you kind of yeah. I'm just finding every... this
0: out.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I've been sucking Nick's dick for weeks. <laughs>
0: neither of us likes it he's
1: he's finding out now (laughs) (laughs) oh man i hope that wasn't harassment i'm sorry no we're having fun um but uh but uh yeah so you, you read into relationships between women in media all the time you're like oh my god it would be so cool if if one of them confessed that they were in love with the other one, like you, you, you think of it constantly and there's so little representation in mainstream content, like none of the fucking Marvel movies, none like, yeah, yeah oh, maybe Valkyrie might be gay or like, it's never like, in a like in a home run triple a piece of media, it is almost never the case. There's just like a lesbian and it's certainly not two of them. So like when, when they're in the, I mean, I'm jumping way ahead, but when they're in the photo booth, I was like, oh man, I'm really reading into this. This is, this is a lot. And I, I, I have this feeling that I had when I was in high school and when I was a kid and, 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 and was thinking like, should I, should I kiss this girl? Is that what's happening? No, that's not what's happening. I'm a monster, whatever. Um, because that's how you internalize homophobia when you're raised uh, a hardcore Lutheran. Yeah. Uh, but 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 when they kissed on screen, I just started sobbing. I couldn't believe that I had been playing as a gay woman for for seventy hundred hours of the other game, and then it, it's just okay. Well, let's start the podcast. Are we well, recording? We've been <laughs> yeah,
0: we've we've been rolling. Well, I mean, I just I I was I was. Part of why I wanted to talk, and we already had this discussion. Why we want to talk about this podcast, but I know from talking with you both on and off the podcast that you love Last of Us. I also love Last of Us, but in particular this DLC. Uh, I know that you you had a you had a strong reaction to, and and it's like it's in it's like I would say it's fascinating from my perspective to hear it through that le- uh, that lens. I it is definitely a. I think a bold creative choice even for 2014 when this released to have that element, you know, I mean, it's it's like this is we have within our lifetimes, we have seen uh, gay relationships become approaching normalized, still not fully normalized in, in all of the US. But it it is like, yeah, it, it definitely has an emotional impact also seeing that. And then you realize the gravity of riley's absence after seeing that ellie and riley ha- like like have that connection you know what i mean like it's it's like it's almost where we're jumping way ahead here but the way i process it is like if i if my first love i kiss them and then they died almost immediately yeah like how would that just completely wreck my brain and this is all happening in the prologue to the events of the last of us. So she's got all that she's grappling with the whole time. She's following around this weird old man.
1: Also, it's like that joke book, the fucking yeah. joke book is now like just devastating. Yeah. Like it's, it's, right. it's it is. Ugh. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's last of us certainly doesn't lay it on thin. Like it's no. not subtle. Like, it's not a subtle, subtle yeah. game, and I love opera. I love like the Me opera, too. F- space opera, horror opera, and this is an operatic game. Uh, so I'm glad. I don't know. It's, oof, it it's a it's a biggie. It's a big big game. What are we well, talking about, guys? <laughs> here's what I
0: guess we'll we'll start here. So the you know the Last of Us came out for PlayStation three. It was remastered for uh, for PS four, and um, And the Last of Us, uh, and the the DLC, The Last of Us Left Behind, was developed by a separate team, uh, or not a separate team, but by a smaller version of the Last of Us team, a stream, a a sort of you know more compact, uh, streamlined crew that knocked this out. It's not very long. It's, you know, you can knock it out. Even I, I play at an explorer's pace. I always play a little bit slower than, you know, you look at any of those websites that say how long to beat a game. I, I And and even for me, it's like under four hours. Uh, you can beat mm-hmm. it in two if you really, if you've been playing Last of Us and you remember the gameplay and you step right into it, you, you could probably knock it out in a couple hours. Certainly play it in one session. Uh, but it packs a lot in. And I think for... A lot of the complaints I saw about this game were that it wasn't worth full price when it came out, which is arguable. I think it, it initially retailed at 15 bucks now you can get it for 10. I think for 10 bucks, if you like Last of Us, it's absolutely worth it even just with a few hours of gameplay uh, and yeah, and, a comic and a lot of it book is just is
1: like six dollars like right. it's you, you know it's four, it's four more bucks for for, for to play a comic like it's longer than a comic book. Yeah, I think it's a good price, and I say go out and purchase yourself a copy of The Last of Us Left Behind. It's been the our game. podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, what? yeah, that's, this is this is our whole our whole podcast now. We're just <laughs> full on branded content. To, i, <laughs> I mean, ending with I, a call to action to buy the game we've been discussing.
1: Buy the game, fill the thermos, drink your piss, and play <laughs> The Last of Us.
2: Because <laughs> I, I didn't have to do it in a, an additional purchase. It it came with my copy of Last of Us Remastered so yes. i i just mm. had it
0: yeah at a certain point it started being bundled with that i uh, um i guess we'll say that that the you know last of us so this all this is a this is a prequel it starts it takes place before the last of us however because it informs so much of the character of ellie in last of us and because it I mean, we just spoiled the whole fucking thing, so whatever. But I mean, like it because because of what it does. I think if you haven't played Last of Us, I think even the also Naughty Dog would advise you play Last of Us first, then play this. Um, And also, I would say, Heather, you and I had a a similar reaction towards. I haven't played. I was never as skilled and and did not put as many hours into Last of Us as you did. You were fucking, uh, you know, playing the shit out of the multiplayer of Last of Us, which I never even touched. So you really really know the systems and mechanics. But coming back to this game after years of not playing, not like I was just like I was so fumbling with it. I was like, "Oh shit, I don't remember how the combat works. I don't remember how the stealth works. I'm getting fucking murked endlessly uh, by enemies that I had no tr- no problem taking out like a, like, you know, swarms of when I actually played through this game. It, it it's like it's crazy how much my skills as a gamer atrophied. Uh, In terms of this particular, it took me a while to to get back up to speed.
1: Yeah, I had, like, mental macros set for crafting. Like, it it wasn't even like I could, I had to think at, like, my height of factions playing, which you can see on my YouTube channel, uh, at the height of my playing of factions, I wasn't even, like, conscious of playing. It was more like, I would know where everything was spawning and I would know where, how, uh, without looking at my inventory, I could keep track of like what, um, uh, what, what what do you call like loot, what loot I had mm-hmm. in my inventory for crafting. Like it was all just like one wave of experience. And now playing it again, it was like getting on a, a rusty bicycle where like the wheels were where my hands were supposed to be, and... right? Yeah, it was hard. What I'm saying is, I felt dumb and bad.
0: I-, I think this is the this is aging. This is like you get older and then you're like, oh, oh wait, this I used to know how to do this and I don't can't do this the anymore.
1: Fu- why are you why are you link it to aging? You know, I I've think played that's what a it ton is. of video games since Last of Us. Like you you don't you don't necessarily have to blame
0: aging like we're getting old we're getting up look, there
1: oh man like if, if you sit down and you play street fighter and you're like oh yeah i remember how to play as ryu because you've literally played as ryu for 20 fucking years great right but there was a window of time where you played the last of us and it is a complicated control scheme and it's not like those gaming mechanics then transferred to other games. Like, it's not like Uncharted uses the same crafting sur- uh, system. So like, right. once you go into Uncharted's multiplayer, you have to unlearn Last of Us and then dump in Uncharted. Look, I, don't give yourself shit. That's what I'm saying. Don't give your, it's okay.
0: I think that I will just say this. I think there is there is a difference between, yes, it's a complex control scheme, but I think there's a difference between something you learn as a child and something you learn uh, as you're in your golden years and um which for me are ongoing and i i i like i feel like i I I like I can I retain Street Fighter Two because I learned that when I was like eleven years old, and so it's just like oh well yeah that's like a skill like if you handed me a clarinet now I haven't played a clarinet in twenty five years but I would like kind of know how to play it because I those are skills I learned as a kid and I feel like with I I think gaming is similar of just like oh this is a game I played as as I'm as I'm fucking older and so I just don't retain this information in the same way. But because and also too, I'll just say that there are elements in this that it's not like a completely unique it's not like Watam, where it's just like this is so completely batshit versus anything I've I've played. This this doesn't have any resemblance to it. It's like this is, you know, this has stealth and cover shooting and you know, a fucking uh a, a bow that you can use to snipe targets. It's like it's got a lot of mechanics that are shared with a ton of other games. It's just that I forgot how to fucking play it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. But it came back to you by the end, right? By it the came end? back
0: to me. Yeah. But because I, it's I kind think... of a short walk, I think it, I just like I felt like I was even through that last combat sequence, I felt like I still was like ah, pulling it together, and like literally the mm-hmm. the thing I didn't used to do with playing games, I fucking look at my hands to see where what buttons I'm pressing. Like I Whoa. feel like so fucking old. Wow. Yeah.
1: By the time we get to the final, so the first skirmish, I was like, fuck, I do not remember how to run. I don't remember how to do anything, mm-hmm. but by the final skirmish, I was like headshotting those dudes with those arrows, Just yeah, like taking them out, hitting them so hard in the head they'd flip over a banister. That's a love lot it. of fun. It's it's the best.
0: I love those it's shitty little bombs that you craft. Those little yeah. fucking coffee cans I filled love with blades. Those. Love a little <laughs> shitty bomb.
1: It also sounds like you're pouring quarters into there. Yeah, like, it's like <laughs> that's what I love about it. It sounds so shitty. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah this is bad a guys are so bomb. mad.
0: I killed by a shitty bomb. Yeah,
2: <laughs> just like and like for me too. Like that's not something I typically enjoy in a game at all. I I am a crafting skeptic. I, I usually uh, have the dissenting opinion on crafting, but this game does it really well, and I love. I did not have a problem uh making this stuff in this game because of the of the way they the way it's communicated like though it's such a necessity like you need yeah. to make you need to keep making these things f- to succeed in the game so i i took to that really well and like the sense of urgency when you pick up like a half a bottle of like alcohol to make yes. a molotov cocktail it's like thank god oh so satisfying
1: I will say that living through a real pandemic, you get the sense that there is an unrealistic amount of of hand sanitizer and rubbing alcohol <laughs> lying around in these fucking places.
2: Yeah, like just you scraps can't of get, paper. You
1: can't get rubbing alcohol. It's been five months into this or whatever. And you can't, you still can't get rubbing alcohol anywhere. No. Right. And she's, she's finding it in a drawer underneath a cash register that hasn't been completely destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. Like,
0: and you'll find just like stray paper that someone hasn't wiped their ass with <laughs> should have a brown streak down the middle of it
1: i will i will say that the the thing that they got right is yes. that that while we're in this pandemic you see like I, I, when i drive to west hollywood like if i have to drive somewhere to pick up something in my fucking mask and my yes. gloves and my goggles and shit
0: and for people who aren't drive- from aren't in la uh just so you just to orient you west hollywood is kind of west of hollywood so i'm sorry can continue either just a lot of our listeners don't live in the la area so they might need a sense of the geo, the local geography
1: no i'm just gonna let you brew in that for a little <laughs> bit man i just want you to I just want to keep. I just want you to keep sitting in that waist down, all just like in that tub of what you just did.
2: <laughs> from from West
0: Hollywood though, where is North Hollywood? Oh, Great question, God. Matt. It's um, it's kind of actually a little east of West Hollywood. Where, but then that you get to Hollywood, and then you go north of there, and then you're you're kind of in North Hollywood. I, so okay. I'd say northeast of West Hollywood. Okay. That's interesting. These okay.
1: these conversations, these parts of the podcast, make me feel alone in ways that I've never felt alone. Like, like I'm talking to two people, and it's like it's like my life is is the end of a Looney Tunes
2: cartoon. Like it's just getting smaller and smaller. If if it's any consolation, Heather, I don't think you want what either of us have. No. <laughs>
1: Friends. Uh, look. <laughs> so you drive into West Hollywood and there's yeah. these big electric signs that say, like, there is a pandemic and they flash and says COVID-19. And those are the same electric signs that are in... The Last of Us, like those construction right. signs that have been repurposed. And also like the covers of newspapers, like you expect when you watch a pandemic movie, you're like, oh, there wouldn't literally be trash lying around that says like uh, death total reaches 100,000, five more states close. But that shit's like in our world. It's yeah. really it, it's really pretty incredible how much of the iconography of zombie movies was dead on for how we actually respond to a pandemic yeah what it didn't get is that you know f- four months into the last of us that people would be at brunch right uh in fucking hollywood like eating their fucking egg sandwiches without a mask um sitting which next is to a what, huh? Sitting yeah, next, to right next to a bloater, to a fucking bloater. <laughs> well, also, like at, at, fir- at first, I was like, "Well, it's different because Last of Us is airborne." It's like, "No, no, this is airborne." Yeah, we're in a fucking airborne pandemic. Also, if this is a downer because we're talking about a pandemic on a video game podcast, it's a pandemic game. I'm sorry. I'm so- I'm sorry. We got to talk about it. It's 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 one to one here, man. I'm I'm a gay protagonist. <laughs> <laughs>
0: There was a studio named Pandemic that I believe got bought by EA and then and then shuttered. Uh, But Pandemic, you know, they were they they existed back in the day. I'm I'm glad it's probably they would be having to rename themselves in this current climate. I will say that the 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 I like I I was expecting, oh, this is going to be too grim playing this game right now. But I didn't have that feeling at all. If anything, I was like, it's like it's kind of it honestly felt like escapism because I was like, oh, this is a world this is where things have gone worse but yet there is still some kind of like measure of hope yeah Uh, and and, uh and that for me like i i i I responded to it's also you see and i think this speaks to this is not just this game but also last of us in uh, at large is like i think the government's response was more competent than ours like it feels (laughs) (laughs) Like they got those quarantine cities together pretty quickly. And all those yeah. like military checkpoints and stuff is like I cannot imagine our government ever putting something like that together. Yeah. Like you see how, how much the like our fucking, you know, militarized police are just absolutely fumbling everything that's not just gunning people down. Yeah. It's just like there's no way they could ever be this organized.
1: I did like I felt like it was accurate when Ellie was like, Where have you been, Riley? And Riley was like, Well, it's fake. The pandemic is fake. And she yes. and, and Ellie was like, No, no, there's like zombies. You can see them with your eyes. And she's like, Yeah, no, that's not real. That's they
0: all have they have pneumonia.
1: That's George Soros. It's yeah, the it's is Soros <laughs> shit. Um Where are we gonna talk about the structure of this? Yes, we the should. Flash forward, flashback, flash forward. We absolutely so I should played, I played this with Mary, uh, um, uh, former podcast guest. Uh, current uh, podcast girlfriend. And she...
0: Um, Is she the podcast she, girlfriend?
1: I mean, I know she's your fucking girlfriend, so <laughs> I would, <I'd> guess so.
2: <laughs> Two out of
1: three. Abadaka. you got anything to tell me? <laughs>
2: uh, I, I Well, I she could be my... We could be uh, good friends. I wouldn't mind being Mary's friend at all. She seems great. Uh, yeah, i like to be Mary's pod, friend. i like to say hi to Mary and talk about yeah, uh-huh. uh, what things have been baking.
1: Great, good. Anyway, so I played it with, huh, I played it with Mary and she, okay, guys, that's enough. And she, um, I mean, no, it's true that she, whew. okay, so I had to like explain because she hasn't played the last of us. I had to yeah. explain yeah. like what the fuck was happening because this game opens with just like a dude you've never met getting like, totally impaled yeah. like, That's yeah. the opening scene of this game. Uh, and I'm like, that's the guy. Cause I'd shown her the opening of last of us before. And I'm like, that's the, the guy who lost his daughter. And she's like, Oh, does he die? And I'm like, I explain everything. Um, and then she was like, is the last of us told this way where you keep cutting back and forth in time uh, while progressing through the narrative. And it's not. And I thought it was, I I thought it was really effective and really good, Mm -hmm. and there's not a lot of video games that do cinematic tropes like that, where you play with time and play in two concurrent timelines while forwarding a narrative, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's not a common structure. I think most games are pretty linear, especially games that have some sort of any sort of progression where your character is getting more powerful, either through, you know, acquiring new items or experience points. It's like, it's kind of hard to do that with a, a, a uh, non-linear timeline.
1: I would love it if, if Mario Kart was non-linear, like in the middle of a race, <laughs> you cut <laughs> into like Mario, like learning how to drive with his dad. <laughs> and his dad is like, Hey, use a mushroom. I go faster.
0: <laughs> While Luigi watching uh, driver's ed videos of people just getting <laughs> fucking hit with red shells <laughs> and their skulls leaking under the pavement. onto the pavement.
2: <laughs>
1: wow! You can hear us. Nintendo release a nonlinear uh, Mario Kart that gives us some backstory into the characters during the race, speed racer style. Uh, Wachowski's. W- Wachowski's. Speed racer, like in the middle of a race, you cut to an important conversation with your dad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> why did I just suddenly you saying that? Why did that make me doubt it? I was, it's Wachowskis, right? I don't know. I, 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 I felt no like idea. I knew it. I, I felt like I knew it. And then you said uh, you doubted it. And then I was like, well, maybe it is Wachowskis. I don't know. It's Wachowskis, it Wachowskis. or Wachowskis. Either way, they make great pictures.
1: They do, man. They really do. And I'm excited about the Matrix reboot, although I'm pretty sure that it's not going to be good. I'm really excited about it anyway.
0: Is it a reboot or is it a sequel?
1: It's a sequel.
0: It's a sequel. I think that'll be fun. Uh, I like all their work.
1: Yeah. I mean, I am a Cloud Atlas apologist. I I I wish that the movie wasn't problematic in that it, it, you know, it does... is the proper term yellow face? I don't know what the prop, if that's it, the wrong term, then please edit it out of the podcast. But whatever it is that you do, where I you, think you that put, is put on the makeup called. of an, of a, of an Asian person. And then, and uh, while a white person seems, I don't know, that seems weird. It's right? a bad sign
0: weird. when the term for what you're doing is itself sounds offensive. Like that's <laughs> yeah. like, maybe we should not do this. Thing yeah. that you can't describe yeah. without wondering if you should say it or not. I, I will. Yeah, it's it's a little problematic, I think, with the characters playing different races. Uh, but I will say that the that is the, speaking of operatic. I mean, that fucking movie is just so like just at a level 10 intensity the whole way. Everything is yeah. so, so big in that film. Also, I think that would have been probably a better video game than movie. Because hmm. I think it just like I think just like the a, an interactive element, you could have slowed down the pacing a little bit. Anyway, this is a tangent that we should not be following. Uh, let, <laughs> if yeah. you
1: want to hear more about movies that would have been better games, you should listen to our DLC, where we talk about the games being better than the movies. Check it out on Stitcher Premium and <laughs> StitcherPremium dot com net.
0: <laughs> is that the URL? <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> it's wow, it's weird. my name Matt Apodaca at <laughs> Gmail at Stitcher <laughs> So yeah, it the the action intercuts between fall and winter in, in The Last of Us, which is the uh, the third and fourth acts and uh, the 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 third act and the final act, and so it you're dealing with Joel being wounded and Ellie having to fend for herself for a bit while he recovers. And and so we're seeing that bit where she's going out on her own and she's trying to get some medical supplies. Like that's the that's the initial narrative is that she's going back. Uh, uh, she's going out on her own to get some medical supplies to take care of Joel. And then it intercuts with the past where we are seeing her interacting with uh with Riley, who is a character who is mentioned but unseen in The Last of Us. And we are we are watching them sort of go through. It's two malls, right? Two Like malls. we're in a mall in. Yeah, we're in a we're in a we're in one mall with Joel and another mall with Riley.
1: Yes, that is. Yes. And also another thing the game nails is that malls right now completely abandoned. Right. Like, I mean, both in terms of storefronts and also in terms of people like. Yeah. You walk into a mall. There's a mall outside of Las Vegas that's abandoned and it's like an outdoor mall and it's scary as fuck. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: That's do you, all, mean, do you the, mean because of COVID or do you mean like just it just got abandoned because of a bunch of storefronts left?
1: Yeah, because of the collapse of like the mall right. industry and the mall lifestyle. So like it's just an empty mall. It's I mean, there's a lot of them all over the world. Check it out on Google. I have an anecdote.
0: It's Um I have, a anecdote Net.
1: Net. Um, I have a, an anecdote here that I don't know if I can share or not, but I think I'm going to share it. Sure. Which is, I loved The Last of Us and Left Behind so much that I asked my manager if it was possible to um, put the word out that I would be interested in writing for Naughty Dog. And uh, received word back that they were interested in meeting with me. And then had uh, lunch with Neil Druckmann over uh, uh, as a job interview for The Last of Us Part Two. Wow. Um which I think I can tell now that the game is out as of the time of this release. Uh, at the time, I had to sign an NDA because they hadn't announced The Last of Us Part Two, so I didn't talk about it at all. Um, I also won't talk about what we talked about in that lunch because I don't know if that made it into the game. I don't know any anything. Cool. Um,
0: but did you get the job?
1: I did not get the job. Uh, the woman who did has an awesome fucking resume, and I it like I was so excited, right. you know. Generally speaking, if you lose a gig, you're like, oh, man, who's the who's the fucking jerk that that got it? And and I looked yeah. her up and I was like, oh, great. She's awesome. She's I was intimidated. Like it was it was it was great. Like I was really happy that I didn't get the job. Um, and uh, I'm really happy to play the game, not knowing what directions they ended up taking. But yes. My lunch with Neil Druckmann. Was the most nervous I have ever been in a job interview. Wow. I uh, I was starstruck. And I need to also drop that I've met stars. Like, I've wor- we, n- you've done the same thing. Nick, we've written for like celebrities and shit.
0: All the biggest celebs. We're talking you know. Judd Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking Ray Liotta's stand in. <laughs> 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 no I've, I have we've met. I've met. I've met actual celebrities yeah I worked yeah, with, with yeah. very and famous so, people and,
1: and so have I and I was not nearly as nervous meeting Tom Cruise for yes. example as I was meeting Neil Druckmann I was like oh my god oh my god this is the guy that made the last of us oh boy oh god oh my god <laughs> and I probably he probably was like this this person is a mess. They are a real mess. Yeah. Uh, um, And that, so, but anyway, I feel like I want to tell that anecdote because it's on topic. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And that's incredible. What a neat opportunity, even not, even not to get the gig. What an insanely cool opportunity.
1: It was so, it was such an insanely cool opportunity. And I was really, 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 really really grateful for it. Uh, But, um, and by the way, I I don't,
0: I don't think I helped you in preparing for that pitch, because really all I contributed was I wrote, uh, I said you should do The Last of Us, comma, T-O-O. Like, it should be like, that's how you should title the game. I don't think that gave you the direction you needed.
2: And my pitch was, just call it, lose the the, call it Last of Us.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that was also good.
1: You took all of my pages and artwork and you uh, retitled them Last of Us number two, Nick, and just had a big lump of shit on the front. <laughs> yeah. The <laughs> I <laughs> thought- <laughs> Which I didn't notice until I handed the paperwork to Neil Druckmann. I was like, what do you think of this? And then I just had to wink for a half hour until, the- until lunch was over.
0: <laughs> I thought he would think it was funny. I guess it backfired. But uh, you know, I, I I will say that the 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 storytelling in this is is you know very good. I think that the the Last of Us series, if anything, we talked about it being operatic. It gets almost. I think its its story almost gets a little too much credit because I would put the Last of Us story. I would say, like, this is not like, oh, this is the this is this transcendent gaming story. This is like I've never seen any game that has a story that approaches this. That's not where I'd put it. I'd say I honestly even within this genre, I feel like within post apocalyptic zombie game, I feel like the telltale Walking Dead has a better story than The Last of Us and better written crisper, uh, better written dialogue. But it it is like a very good story but what i what i'm saying is that i think this doesn't the series doesn't get enough credit for its gameplay and that's what i like what i'll say about mm-hmm. it is like despite me fumbling with it the gameplay is really tight and good and fun and the combat i feel like you when you when you succeed at the combat like you feel like you did something like you feel accomplishment because it's not like a a, a just like i'm just going to run in and and fucking uh, you know, mash melee attack until I kill all these zombies that that strategy just fat, flat out does not work. Maybe it works on the yeah. easy difficulty, but it just generally just not work on normal and up.
1: Yeah, it really it's it is a such a satisfying combat system that the multiplayer was deeply addictive. All and all the multiplayer is is just those systems like right. it's just like raw gameplay over and over and over again. It's, it's great. It's it's really great. Ten out of ten, guys. I don't it's know if the, you've given what
0: <laughs> No, go on.
1: I was gonna say I don't know if you've given the last of us a try, but here in twenty twenty, it's a ten out of ten. One of the best titles ever to grace a video game system.
0: I, I wanna say the I wanna touch on a couple other things here. One is that you the the you know because of in last of us, it's such an element of, and I, I think one thing it de- one design thing I think it does really well is scarcity where it's like, like you're always mm-hmm. feel like you don't have enough ammo. Um, you know, you have to your, your shivs, which is a, one of the weapons you can craft. You feel like you have to use judicious judiciously uh, the crafting materials, as well as the item themselves often have dual purposes. So it's like, well, shit, do I use this shiv to, uh kill a clicker or do I want to retain this so I can open a door later on and and potentially get more uh you know more ammunition uh and more uh, you know more pills that I can use to upgrade my character so and and I, and I think that's you know you, you get that element in here of like you have to be uh careful with with rationing everything you don't want to blaze through it too much it's less of an issue here because the gameplay length is so short but that's a that's another thing I really like about this beyond the combat of just like you have to really be careful about how you use your resources and maximize. I'll, I'll, I'll bring up the, the, the bottles and bricks, which I made it that I've mentioned this before in the podcast that I made it through the first time I played through last of us. I made it through without realizing that there was a difference in how bricks and bottles worked. I was just like, oh, okay, those are the things you use to throw at people or clobber them. Like I didn't, yeah. I didn't, it took me It was it was, I read later on that like, Oh wait, a, a bottle actually makes more sound and they'll react to that more. I was able to progress through the whole game without figuring out that element. But like the but like it, you know, when you when you like take a you like find a brick on the ground and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna use this to fucking melee down a guy, or I'm gonna use this to kill that to to um or I'm gonna use this bottle to uh startle a fucking runner so or I'm gonna startle it's not startle or stagger a runner, but I'm gonna use this to distract a runner so they can stealth past them without having to kill anybody. I mean, I, I really, I j- I love how all that shit ties together, and I, I think that's 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 all present in this uh, this short slice of gameplay. Yeah, it's it's perfect, right? Come on, guys. Well, can I say one thing? And this oh, is this no. is a this is what I this is one thing I want to talk about, which before is before you
1: get into it, Nick. Maybe yeah. you're
0: wrong. Maybe I'm <laughs> wrong. <laughs> maybe you're wrong. <laughs> But this is this was a game where, you know, I, ever, ever since the introduction of achievements and then and the PlayStation equivalent trophies, it, it there are times when that kind of affects your gameplay. And I like having trophy notifications on because I like to get a trophy. But there were there were moments here where I was just like, uh, well, you know, like, for instance, when you when there's a there's a section where Riley challenges you to break all the break all the windows in a car and uh and you you just have to like get get a brick and throw toss it at the window and try to do it and i was so conscious during that sequence of like oh this is a trophy if i break all the windows first then i get a trophy and then it, that happened and i did get a trophy and then i was just like well this kind of made me less engaged in this the like emotional stakes of this gameplay and then that happens later on with something that actually has a little bit more uh a, a little bit more emotional gravity to it when you are like uh, when she is like um, uh, when you're playing the game system and then she has to she's like she you're using your imagination to try and like win a video game uh, with the where you can't see what's going on. I didn't even tell I can't even tell what was going on in that fighting game. Is it like is is there actual gameplay with no visuals and you're just responding to the sound or are you not playing at all and you're just playing along with her? You're playing make believe with Riley's imagination. What's going on there? I think it's the latter. You're. It's the laugh. You're
1: playing, yeah, she's describing a video game, and you are playing the video game that she's describing. But there's nothing actually happening in front of Ellie on that screen.
0: There's yes. Nothing. But if yeah. you go through any, a, like, if you do that sequence correctly, it's another sort of thing. It's just like, oh, if I do this right, I am going to win a trophy. And then you do, and then that's, those are just moments where it's like, oh, this kind of pulls me out of it being a video game. Yeah. or the, I'm sorry, this kind of pulls me out of the... Uh, uh, rather the moment and makes me r- hyper aware of the fact that this is a video game. When really I feel like this moment is going for something else.
1: Yeah. No. I yes. I agree. And I think that the um. I I I I I I'm more distracted by uh, the trophies when like I feel like the trophy for smashing all the car windows spoiled the joke. Because she smashes them and then the trophy pops up and it says brick master or something like that. And then she says, check that out, I'm the brick fucking master. And it's like, oh man, that would have been better as a joke that she said as as opposed to like a pop-up overlay on my game experience. So I guess maybe uh, for The Last of Us sequel, we'll turn off trophies so that we aren't as aware of them and can Mm. be more engrossed in the gameplay. That was a, no. that was a legitimate complaint, and I, I I'll I'll stand by it, Weiger. That was okay. I think I won't learn
0: my job. lesson. I'm gonna leave trophies on.
2: <laughs> the, I think but, the fix for that yeah. joke is just have her say the thing first, and then have the trophy pop up after she says it. That's a better that's the better version of that because then she said it in the game, and then you get the trophy, and then you're sort of like, well, that's kind of funny that that's what the trophy. Yeah. Called.
0: And and Riley may say it, but like whoever wins is the brickmaster. She may say that earlier, but I don't. But maybe I'm misremembering it. But either way, I agree that the trophy kind of steps on it. And then also, there's another element like that. So so a lot of what you're going on with Riley is not actual combat. You're just you're 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 sometimes you're fleeing from runners and clickers, uh, but uh, a lot of times it's you're just exploring a world and just interacting with her. And some of the gameplay elements are like these, uh, these you know. They're, they're kind of uh, approximating the gameplay of. Uh, they're, they're approximating gameplay because there's no real stakes. Even if you lose, it's not a fail state. You're just progressing. And uh, uh, there's another element of that later on where you have a water gun fight, which I, to me, I found unsettling. I was just like, I scared the shit out of me. Wait, I what?
2: was, I was just that more than uh, any part of the game that I had played this week. Made me feel so nervous.
0: I was very, the very nervous water? about the water gun fight.
2: Yes. Wait. What? What Did expl- I miss something? I, no. I can't explain it to you. I don't under. I don't understand myself why I was so nervous. I was just absolutely like. I think I. I just don't know because I think I. I. Uh, you know, Ellie is such a relatable character, and like I. I. I guess when I was playing it was just
0: sort of like if I was a teen, how would this make me feel? I
2: would. I would be nervous in that situation in real life.
0: I, I want to would... win the water gun fight so badly. And I would so and I was so like, like, uh, and, and then there. you also have to like shake up the water like you have to like pump it up. It's like a super soaker. Yes. And so there was that element to it. And then you're you're you're, you're cover. But then it's also like, wait, this is kind of a mini boss. Like I kind of had the stakes of a boss fight because it's not just a, a random enemy. Like this is an important NPC who you'd expect to be to to and she's a firefly you'd expect to she knows what she's doing yeah. with a water gun yeah that was honestly that fucking that was the most nervous i was in the whole game
1: wow i i did not experience that at all i was having fun with my friend and especially the first time through i was like i was like man this is i i i wish these two girls would i mean like they're so nice and they they seem like such good partners yes. right. I, I wish
2: they were in love I, um, yeah, I mean, I guess for me, because like, I guess I'll say this, I marathoned this game this week, and yeah. I don't know if this is like jumping, so I hadn't, I've talked about a little bit about maybe on this show about how I had a save file on my PS3 for The Last of Us that I never finished because it would glitch out in the same spot where I would die every time, and I stayed there for actual years. I was trapped in a graveyard in The Last of Us for years. And then so when we decided to play this game, I said, OK, I'm going to start from zero uh, and just play it on the PS4. So I bought it. Uh, and then I realized that I probably wouldn't finish it in time. So I was like, OK, you got to face your fears. You got to get back in this graveyard and just get through this thing. And when I was texting you guys that I was doing that, that section alone probably took me like 40 minutes, like, <laughs> like just to get out of it because I kept having to. It, I would die and then have to return on my PS3 and just right. get through I did that twice before I finished it that section and then I had no problems and then I was just off to the races and I got so emotionally like invested in not just Joel and Ellie but like their relationship and like, just like hearing them grow as people throughout this like they, I was not thinking that I would be sitting here right now on the 18th the night you know last of us Two, eve being excited to download the last of us part two it wasn't something i was thinking i was gonna get and then now here we are and i'm just i'm right here with you guys in the same spot just like not can't fucking wait to play this damn thing i'm gonna i like that a lot opera doctor. that's nice i loved it
0: i'm gonna roll right into the review crew oh hell yeah Because what you said, Matt, actually ties into what I was going to conclude with, and that is that I played Last of Us, I, you know, I I didn't get it on PS3, I got it, I I waited for remastered, and I got remastered, and I played it the year it released, so fucking six years ago at this point, loved it, did not return to it, and... I played through Left Behind, which I'd never played before. You know, despite it, it uh, me being aware of it, just for whatever reason, I was like, ah, I just didn't, never downloaded it, and so I played it for the first time. Even though I knew the broad strokes of the story, it still was very emotionally impactful. Uh, still very fun to play. Still very much worth the time I spent in it. I'm glad I played it. And my positive thing, uh, since we are all going to say something positive and give the game into game a numerical decimal rating, after I finished Left Behind. I just went and re-downloaded The Last of Us and was like, I'm gonna fucking play through this again before I play Last of Us 2. And I started that and I, I and I just kept playing it. And I like, I I was like, fuck, this game made me want to play Last of Us again. And then revisiting Last of Us, I'm like, oh man, I'm so glad I'm playing this again because this world is so good and these characters are so good and this gameplay is so fun. And uh, and and I and I think so in terms of serving and then also it informs a lot of what you know about the characters within the last of us proper so also like in addition to yeah play that first then play left behind but going back and playing last of us again after left behind you have a different feeling so i think because it it the it instigated me to go play the original again and then i'm having the time of my life doing so um uh, that that is my positive thing about a game that i have many positive things to say I'm going to give Left Behind a 9.2. The reason I'm going there is just because it is essentially DLC. It's not super long, and because you have to play uh, the main game to really appreciate it. So as as a standalone thing, I think its value is uh, dependent on the original. Uh, But if you have played the original, I think this is absolutely 100% worth your time. Uh, Heather Ann Campbell, something positive, your numerical decimal rating. Wow, uh, uh, this game we'll was
1: um, uh, uh, um emotionally devastating, extremely personal to me and uh came on the heels of one of the best game experiences I've ever had in my life if not the best game experience I've ever had. Um uh, I don't really think much about representation. I don't think about it because I feel like a story if it's if it's true, if a, if a story is true and good, that it will affect you no matter who the protagonists are and who, who the story is about. But playing Left Behind, I realized that I was on some level wrong, Uh that there are universal stories, but the more personal a story is when it's told to you, the more it hits. And so not only was this game incredible, I was also very grateful for it. And that is why I'm giving it a 10 because anything associated with The Last of Us gets a 10. Wow. <laughs> for the fucking the soundtrack, <laughs> the gameplay, multiplayer, the DLC, it's all 10, 10, 10, 10. But you know what, Nick? Yes. Maybe we're wrong.
0: Well, we do have Matt's, Matt's score as well. Oh, yeah. I'll oh, give shit. A score.
1: I thought he gave the score first. Oh, sorry, no, I, didn't give I a thought
0: he
2: said his positive and
1: I I sorry. No, That's, don't worry. No, problem.
2: I mean obviously my positive is that I got to experience this story and and this game. Like I, I, I had it on PS3. I don't know what I don't know what took me so long. It I said to you guys, the bit like it's like the biggest mistake I've ever made. It was like if someone <laughs> had and you've committed crimes, and I've committed crimes, <laughs> heinous crimes. Uh, but I, it, I was saying that it would be like if somebody just sort of like went out of their way to experience like the color green, just like no, I'm not going to look at this. Like because now mm-hmm. playing this game, I, I can't think of a game I like more than this. Like now, like wow. it just sort of like has impacted my entire. I mean, maybe it's just because it's the only media I've ingested in four days. Like I've just been marathoning <laughs> this thing, uh, but. I also, I mean, I want to shout out uh, Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson, who are the uh, voice actors and motion capture uh, actors for Joel and Ellie. And they just act the shit out of this thing. And they're just phenomenal performers. And I I was reading that they had, um, that they assisted in the development of the characters and their relationship as well. Uh, And so just, they're the reason this game I mean, aside from how fun and fluid the gameplay is, you're playing because their performances are so engaging too. Because you want to know what is going to happen to these two people, and I mean, it's what's getting me—it's excited for the Last of Us Two to see where this relationship continues. And I think I have to agree with Heather that I'm gonna—I'm gonna give this game a ten, uh, and the—and uh, Left Behind a ten as well. This thing is wow. I I just can't believe it. I I I, I don't. I loved it. I, I I I I I'm obsessed with it. I can't wait to. I mean, I like talking to you guys, but I can't wait to stop so I can get into Last of Us 2 right, right after this.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to get this shit over with. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we should also while we're shouting out performers, we should also mention uh Yanni King, who plays Riley yes. in uh in this game. And yeah, the very you know, not it's not easy that it's just like that that task to be you know, Joel's not in this game, you're you're essentially the the, the who's playing against Ellie for the bulk of this narrative. Uh but yeah, it absolutely pulls it off and, and you know, the emotional stakes uh absolutely resonate because of of her performance as well.
1: Also, the, all of this, besides the programming, this the game works uh, on the shoulders of Gustavo uh, Santalaya. Yes. Who does the, the score and composition uh, for, for Last of Us and for Left Behind. This is the dude who made the music for Brokeback Mountain. And he's like fucking, like, yeah. making this. It, 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 I can't. It's it's also when um I went and saw the uh, uh last of us one night live in Santa Monica wow. where um uh the cast and Gustavo performed cutscenes live on stage as if it were a play uh wow. and it was ridiculous how incredible it was
0: um I was actually I don't I did you didn't mean that I was actually there too, Heather. I saw this this uh, performance. It was amazing. The thing that was weird is that they took an intermission and then afterwards they just came back and did short form improv. Which I was I was just like, why are Joel and Ellie doing helping hands? What is going Wait, on Nick, here?
1: Nick, were you really at that thing? No. Huh. <laughs> I was so excited that I knew a human who was in that room. (laughs) I wish I had
0: been there. That would have been amazing. Um, We should. uh, We should. Yeah. And and also the 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 art and animation is is fantastic in this game. And yeah, the the facial animations in particular, I think, really sell uh, the emotional gravity of everything that's going on. Hey, those were our thoughts on The Last of Us Left Behind. But maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're wrong.
1: We have a, a collection of uh, reviews from different outlets that uh, provide counterpoint to our glowing praise of Left Behind. Uh, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to swing?
0: Uh, I'll go for I'll go first. Great. So uh, I've got one. This is from Tiger Forty Four on Metacritic. Okay. Very few games release worthwhile pieces of single player DLC, but how can a masterpiece like Last of Us go wrong? Well, Left Behind heads up delivering lackluster gameplay and the worst love story in video history. Not only is the revelation of Ellie being gay something that completely undermines this great character, but the banter between her and Riley, her actor does a horrible job, lack the substance that Ellie's interactions with Joel had in the main game. The encounters of the Hunters and the Infected Winter chapter the high points of the DLC. The human AI isn't good enough to be intimidating. This prequel causes great damage to the Last of Us in the same way that the Phantom Menace damaged Star Wars. It is a shame the Last of Us has come to this, and has me worried about Uncharted Four and Last of Us Two. So I guess if you're a, a raging homophobe, uh, this game would <laughs> would upset you.
2: Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. That wow. I mean, yeah, because it, it's just so clear too. Like, I mean, I don't know. I I've never seen such a uh. Like, I don't know. I've just never seen like a relationship like that portrayed in a video game. And it's just such a positive portrayal. Yeah. Like, I don't know how anyone could think otherwise.
0: Romance in general in video games is usually so clunkily handled often as like a reward for a male character, you know, like, oh, thank you, Duke Nukem. (laughs) Let's get out of (laughs) here, babes.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'm gonna Duke.
1: I'm gonna ride facing you on the motorcycle so I can suck your dick while you drive. <laughs> Hold my legs, <laughs> I'll be the steering wheel.
0: <laughs> I'm here to ride my motorcycle and get my dick sucked. And, <laughs> and I'm, I'm all on a motorcycle. Of- <laughs> <laughs>
1: what <laughs> Okay, Uh, I've got a a review here that's uh, from Ken Mill on Metacritic. Boring girl talk movie clip with a dash of action and of course the same clunky controls and poor fighting mechanics. A total waste of money. I will avoid this company's games in the future.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's so weird that like, I I mean... I I just don't don't get the people who criticize the the fighting as clunky, because I guess I guess if any I mean maybe you could maybe make the argument that because there are so many frames of animation that it maybe isn't as responsive as some combat systems you're used to, but you're not supposed to just fucking go in there and melee everything like that's like kind of a it, it, it it's it's just not how you're supposed to tackle the combat here so I almost feel like a lot of people are maybe just not pl- a lot of people who complain about this are maybe just trying to play this like another cover shooter or like just like just an action game in general and aren't taking advantage of all the various systems and in particular the stealth elements here i I don't know uh this uh i I have a review here from josh okay uh, this is one star on amazon. New Game Plus is awful for this game. This is for The Last of Us, I should note. This is not for Left Mm. Behind, but I I found this one interesting. I beat the game expecting to start a new game with all my weapons intact. Wrong! You have to find your weapons all over again. The upgrades for the weapons are intact, but forget all that. This is stupid. I threw this game in the trash. If the director wanted a more realistic experience, he should have changed the fact the lead character can can turn into some kind of unstoppable Mike Tyson and start clobbering zombies with his bare fists. Or made it so a little girl couldn't decimate a whole crew of hungry mercenary survivors by herself like he or she is Splinter Cell. Instead, I guess these lamo's thought it would be more realistic and challenging to make people re-hunt their weapons. Wrong. If I wanted a challenge, I'd just start a new game on a harder difficulty without New Game Plus. Even though the game is cheesy and highly unrealistic, I love the game at first place. 20 bucks for it, but I have no desire to play it against once I discovered the fatal flaw of this game. I threw it in the garbage where it belonged, and I feel extremely bitter toward the director and creators of this game. I won't even bother with part two. What a letdown. What is this person's complaint? They're like, I want the game to be, they want a new game plus that's easier. Is that what it is? Like, they want, they want like no challenge. Yeah. I I don't understand what's going on here. It's so incoherent. I was so frustrated reading this and rereading this. I was like, what are you talking about? You're complaining that the character becomes unstoppable, but then you're complaining the new game plus doesn't let you retain your weapons, so your character is weak. But it's just like, well, then what? What you want a challenger, don't you? What the fuck are you talking about, Josh? I played it on easy, and i <laughs> I was just I was fine with
2: just that. I was not looking for uh, to struggle. I wanted to just play this thing and have a good time, and that's what happened.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think easy is easy in this game. Yeah. I, I mean, normal is not like super bruising difficulty. You can die on normal. Uh, th- but there are like you know hard, and I'm I'm replaying Last of Us on hard, and there are two difficulties levels above hard, so it's not like this is like if if you want a a challenge in this game, you can find it. I just what the fuck is this guy? Co- What's his complaint? Like he does he doesn't want a challenge, but he doesn't like that the game is not challenging. What c- come on? <laughs> what is this? Re- I want to. I, I should just reply to this see, guy.
1: I can see over Zoom. Nick's eyes reading and rereading this comment, like his eyes just going back and forth on the computer, reading, and it's like he's getting angrier and angrier and like sort of h- hunched over like the Hulk now, like as he rereads this it's It's pretty great, Nick. It's pretty you I, I respect you, man.
0: I feel like one of those guys who's like, you know, uh at resistance Brent, who like all he does is like read the president's tweets. And then get pissed off all day long. (laughs) And it's quite rare replies. Like, how dare you betray our office in our country, sir? (laughs) Like, that's what I feel like. But it's about Josh who left this one star Amazon review.
1: (laughs) I've got I've got one more here, which is a two star uh, Metacritic review from French Antoine. Uh, And uh, it opens with I feel violated. I did not want to rate the initial game because I knew a DLC was coming. But if I had to, I'd give it at least a nine out of 10. But this year, guys, is completely unacceptable. 15 euros for one hour of cutscenes, 40 minutes of walking and five minutes of QTEs and a fight. Nothing new in in gameplay. There's even less than in the full game. First off, that's incorrect. You never in an area where both uh, hunters and Clickers are simultaneously, and you can play them against each other. I thought that was an exceptional addition in the DLC, and I can't wait for more of it. I hope there's more of it in the second game. The worst part is that you basically learn nothing interesting. Riley is one of the least interesting characters ever. She is just, she just is the kind of people you want to hate and slap over and over. Jesus. The thing is, you know how it ends even before the first cutscene ends. And when the credits roll, I was like, okay, I knew it would end this way, but that's it. That's not finished, literally. But the biggest letdown yet, I just can't believe they show Ellie like that. She's completely another person. It completely ruined what I thought of her. So, if you're thinking that a child is straight, then it means you're thinking of the child uh yeah as a uh, like like, at no point when i was playing it was i hoping that ellie was gay so that i could sexualize her it was because i wanted to be ellie like i was like oh man but it's not like me because you know if i was hanging out with this girl i'd probably be awkward and hitting on her but like to be like disappointed like i would I I feel like I've already spoken myself into a corner here, but it seems awfully weird to be like I'm disappointed that Ellie is gay, but simultaneously I admit that I have just said that I was happy that Ellie was gay. So
2: I don't I don't know. Maybe those are different though. Like, they're those different. Are, You're not suggesting.
0: Are, yeah, this is moral equivalency here.
2: Yeah, that's that's very the yeah the flip side. I, you want that to be true on your behalf because you want to be able to experience just being able to have that, like, cause there's no other yeah. game that, that is possible. Uh, right. there's just, there just isn't. That's right. just a like a fact, but this guy's and, like, man, I wish I could date Ellie. Or, <laughs> like, yeah. or
1: maybe, you know, we can't read into him. Maybe he, he was like, I wish I could be, ellie as a straight girl with on an adventure with this older man that's That's true yeah that's also true but i doubt it yeah Uh, there's
0: there's also we can't rule out the possibility that what upset her about the riley kiss is that it was interracial (laughs) that's also true (laughs) this guy could be racist i mean he could also just be racist that could be the issue yeah yeah
2: uh but you know i mean to have a written record of that is just so embarrassing like it's weird. Did you have the idea? You're like, you know what? I better write this down somewhere. How yeah. how not only shameful but embarrassing?
0: This yeah. is bullshit. She's supposed to marry me in a few years. <laughs> 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 um hey, uh let's uh that was maybe we're wrong. It's time for the question block. This one is from at
2: the Brian Wassy or Wassy on Twitter. I really enjoyed this DLC. Do you think the gaming industry is milking too much money from gamers by constantly releasing
0: DLC? I mean, yeah, obviously. 100%. Yeah. And so I guess it's just like what I I I for me it's like this isn't another this isn't like a fucking new set of of uh, a new jacket for Joel to wear that costs 4.99 you know <laughs> yeah. it's like a new piece of content that act- that further illuminates this the the you know fictional world of this of of these characters i, I just like that yeah. it's like yes there's way too much dlc that is taking advantage of of gamers with disposable income but this is one that i think is worth it especially if you can get it for 10 bucks or less yeah i agree i mean because like uh, there's not as
2: i feel like the best yeah the best version of dlc is this like as long as it's like more playable stuff it doesn't even have to be long as long as it's like something that adds to the story that's paramount that it has to be at least like in addition, it can't just be like right. okay, well here's just like a different like a reskinned level. Um, It's got to be like a new
0: story. Yeah, this yeah. is like a new short game. I mean, I, I think that's that's the, the the length of it is what makes it uh, puts it at this lower price point and and, and puts and presents it as DLC. Uh, what were we gonna say, Heather? No, I
1: I I have agreed with everything you guys have said. That's it. Just. Like it, it's you're not downloading loading a horse, you're downloading a story, and you should pay for a story. Maybe you should pay a lot less for the horse, yeah. even though there are artists involved in making the horse. Those people should be compensated, sure. And they're and they have jobs in per- perpetuity for designing more and more horses. Okay, great, but like you know, it, I don't know, nobody's forcing you to p- pay money for DLC,
2: right? Um, it's also optional,
0: yeah. Um, I th- I think the main the the, the complaint people have made is that like hey this piece of DLC should be included in the main game and sometimes yes. I feel like that is very much that is the true case. sometimes yeah. yes yeah. Yeah. yes
2: that's true yes
0: I'm not I'm not neutral on stuff that ex- that exploits gamers who people who want to be completionists and you know it, it exploits that aspect of. Uh, 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 of people's personalities to to uh, to extract extra dollars from them, like that's not a thing where I'm just like like oh that's okay hey you know it's extra DLC who cares if it, you can choose yeah. not to buy it because some people aren't wired that but well that way some people are like well I want I fucking want it and sometimes it should be in the main game
2: yeah that's why I'm glad that at least this now seems to be free uh in at least it will if you purchase the the Last of Us like now. I'm not sure if you get it for free if you had it already. This one's from at flowery and on Instagram. Uh, which kind of store or institution would you prefer to be locked in during a zombie apocalypse? Wow. Great question. Wait, so what, one more time. What kind of what? What kind of store or institution would you prefer to be locked in during a zombie apocalypse? Ah, okay, Locked this, in. I thought, uh, uh, yes, go ahead. Nick. Great yes.
0: question you know we're we're in malls and we're in two different malls in two different times in two different cities and then left behind a mall i think is a a staple of the survival horror genre i, I the the issue with a mall is that there're just too many entrances and mm-hmm. i feel like it's not a secure location so i would just be uh, i'd be on one ass cheek the whole time i was camped out in that mall so i don't want to be in a mall <laughs> i kind of it feel like the answer. This is maybe a little boring, but I kind of feel like if you were in a nice hotel, like because mm. you know a lot of times a hotel has a secu- has one secure entrance, and then you know they've got a bunch of supplies there for uh room service and mini bars. If you could raid the mini bars of a bunch of different rooms, you know you could get good and drunk while you're waiting for death. Um, but I, but also I feel like that's a place where you could find like a little. I'm gonna I'm gonna find my room on like the 14th floor uh that I can just be anonymous and 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 this is this would be a good hideout that no one's going to find me and I, I think I would probably go nice hotel maybe That's you know a- what maybe I think I'd go maybe a level a level below nice hotel cuz maybe a lot of people are going to get try to to raid the nice hotels in the early goings of uh of Armageddon uh slash anarchy so I I might instead I might go to like a like a like a business suites hotel like an embassy suites Mm. like that level or like a like a like a night like a radisson
1: that's an excellent answer nick um my answer is worse but i'm gonna go with it in the spirit of honesty which is i was gonna say a walmart one of the kinds where they sell Mm. guns um (laughs) now in a walmart you can get a bed you can get food, you can get weapons. I do think there are too many entrances to a Walmart, but depending on the lead time you have on a Walmart, maybe you and a small group of people could bar- barricade it a la Stephen King's The Mist. So like, I think my answer would be Walmart, but as soon as you started describing hotel, I was like, fuck, yeah, dude, it's like fortified, like multiple floors. It's probably, it's probably a great a great fucking answer.
0: Um, you could find a a bellhop uniform and wear that around just for fun. I guess. (laughs) That'd be a real hoot. Yeah, because you don't have access to
2: that outfit in general, so... Where am I I going to get get that in my real life? Yeah. (laughs) To wait for society to collapse. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I have a good answer because I don't... I mean, maybe this is bleak. I don't see myself lasting in a world like this too long. I'm too afraid... I'm not strong uh, and I uh, I just I think for me, I would rather be I'd rather be in a store that I'm comfortable dying in. So it would mm. be like like place where I can get like my favorite snack for like a, a long time until until it's over. Like if I could be at like a Seven Eleven or something and just be like, well, I'm gonna just like clear out this Slurpee machine and eat as many hot dogs as I want until I die. Like I'm like that's fine. Go out like Slimer, <laughs> just gorging on hot dogs. Yeah, like Polly Shore wheezing the juice. <laughs>
1: I'm always worried in these fantasy scenarios that I'd be go- I'd go too serious too fast. Uh-huh. And that I'm more worried about other people being like, what are you doing? <laughs> you just killed a man. And I'd be like, we are in zombies. It, all the rules immediately become zombie. rules." Like, I, I, I'd be worried about that transition phase and like going too quickly. Yeah. And then they'd be and then people would be like, she is a liability. We need to kill her in her sleep. Like, even yeah. if I was like, killing dudes. Also, I can't kill a dude. What am I fucking talking well, about? I'd what?
2: shit my pants. The reality then, like, what if like, yeah, you just change too fast. And then like the next day, it was like, actually, it was just like a few, it's fine. And then you have to <laughs> yeah. sort of deal with like, <laughs> that you killed like four people
0: you get a yeah. machete in a shoulder holster
2: <laughs> like day one
0: yeah. yeah hour four like you're just like all in people are just getting yogurt land uh <laughs> all right let's get one let's get one more question uh matt all right this might be a big question
2: this one's from at blue dragon 07 on twitter joel right or wrong Is that the question? That's the question about like I. I it's particularly about I. I believe the end right. of the game. Right, he's right. Hmm. I right. say I say right. He's right. Yeah, I, I. I think so too. Because what the other option, the nuclear option, that he's wrong is that. I mean, we're spoiled the whole game, is that they take Ellie's brain out and kill her, and then what? Well, maybe it doesn't work, or it does work, but then that means Ellie's dead, and he's already lost a daughter,
0: you know? Yeah. Yeah, I would say, for me, for me, it's just like, it's like the kind of thing, and I don't have children, but there is like that child-free argument for our current state of the world, where it's just like, I'm not having children because I don't want to bring them into... Uh, you know the fucking climate apocalypse and 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 the and society collapsing. I just don't want to. I don't think it's responsible to bring a kid into that world, which is fine. But then, and and I understand that that moral argument. But I, but for me, I just is like, well, then what are we doing anything for? If the yeah. if we're just gonna deci- are we just gonna collectively decide this is the final generation and we're just going to put it like if if the the goal of fighting. The idea of fighting a, a, an existential problem like climate change is like because we want to leave something behind for people to survive, and I think the case with Last of Us is just like, well, what is what is he living for if it's not about like the 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 connection with uh, this kind of surrogate daughter he's come upon or, or or slash friend slash like someone that he actually cares about like that's like the that's the point of living. It's not just staying alive and fucking treating everything around us as a every individual we have a connection with as a disposable resource like part of this the reason we're doing this is so that we can have like relationships with people and connections with people and friendships with people right and and also for for people to not be treated like shit in general and for for people to not be treated as disposable in general even people we don't we don't know we want to fight for those people as well right hell yeah i don't know i I I I just like I don't get the utilitarian argument for saying like oh yeah this is we could dispose of this person I care about for some ambiguous greater good.
2: Yeah, I think no, you hit you hit the nail on the head. Like I that's something I was thinking about like when you know I finished the game, I guess this morning. Uh, but I like obviously clocked that. You I mean it's a big story point that he effectively lies to her and then doubles down on this lie and she chooses I don't think she believes him but she sort of chooses to accept the lie and I don't think that's I mean we're going to see we're about to find out that's the exciting thing is we're about to find out if you know the lie was worth it or like what, what the lie has done to them as people that's very exciting I'm very excited by that possibility
0: uh, it's uh, you know actually I, I I'm reading the the full question here. There was more. It was Joel right or wrong uh, to have a beard? Uh, we kind of t- we yeah we kind of went in a much bigger, broader direction about the moral implications of a major plot point. But really, this they were just asking if Joel should have a beard or not.
2: I think some of the answer still applies.
0: Yeah, I think so. <laughs>
1: Uh. <laughs> Do we Hit have up. one more? Or we're done. We're done? Great. We're Hit done. us up. Hit, it. We're Hit us up on
0: Twitter and Instagram at get or send us an email, get playedpod at gmail.com. Or leave us a voicemail at 616-2 played 616-275-2933. And Matt, it's time for you to tell us next week's game. Uh next week's game? TBD. Hmm. Hope you let our listeners know on social media Then I'd hate for them to be left behind.
2: <laughs>
0: oh my God. Uh, yeah, you wow. know what? We'll
2: see.